The Kingdom of Saudi Arabia coming out today, slapping down Biden and admitting the truth that he tried to institute a coercive quid pro quo before the midterm elections. We're going to break down everything that human events has led the charge on. But first, I want to remind you that America Fest tickets, oh yeah, you better believe they're still on sale. They've just gone on sale. Amfest.com, promo code POSO. Come see myself, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Steve Bannon, Benny Johnson, Candace Owens, the great Tim Poole, Lauren Chen, and the one and only Mike Lindell. It all takes place December 17th to 20th, Phoenix, Arizona, Amfest.com. And by the way, you know, promo code POSO will get you 25% off. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is 13 October 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headlines, an update. Saudi Arabia has publicly rejected Biden's demands to lower the oil price before U.S. elections. Next, outrage as Daryl Brooks, you remember that guy, drove the car. He's cross-examining witnesses of the Christmas parade Waukesha massacre while he represents himself. Third, CCP triads have now been exposed as laundering money for the drug cartels. We've got a specific guy who calls himself Juan Lee. And then finally, Alex Jones. The regime is using Alex Jones to crush freedom of dissent. All this and more head Human Events Daily. The government of the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia would like to clarify that based on its belief in the importance of dialogue and exchange of views with its allies and partners outside of OPEC Plus regarding the situation in the oil markets, the government of the Kingdom clarified through its continuous consultation with the US administration that all economic analyses indicate that postponing the OPEC Plus decision for a month, according to what has been suggested, would have had negative economic consequences. Brian, again, it's a really straight question. Did you ask the Saudis to delay that decision for a month. Are they telling the truth or not? Look, I'm not going to. I'm not going to to, to uh, get on, on on air and disclose private conversations that well, members of our administration have with us. The Saudis have shared it with us. With He's got the opportunity to say it's true or not. Is it true or not? What I will say. What I will say. What I will say clearly, is that the communications that we've had with OPEC members and continuing have been based on our assessment of the economic circumstances of supply and demand in global oil. So that's Brian Deese, the deranged idiot at the White House, their economic counsel saying it's not because of the midterms. It's because of an ongoing conversation that was shut up. We know what you're doing. Okay, you've been caught. And more to the point, you've been caught by not just Human Events Daily, though we were one of the first outlets in the entire world to connect the dots on this and lay out how what Biden's done here. What he admitted to Jake Tapper in that interview that Jake Tapper is too much of an airhead to understand when he said it to his face. He then backed up Rokahana and Blumenthal when they said that they were going to look at cutting the congressionally approved military aid package to Saudi Arabia if the Saudis don't lower the gas price before the midterm elections. You get it, right? Because if they pump more, then that means the price of oil is going to go down on the global market and that price of gas is going to go down. And then hopefully what Biden wants, obviously, is to do better in the elections. He's coercing a U.S. ally. And I'm going to set aside 
the issue of whether or not we should be doing arms sales with Saudi Arabia in the first place, because that's what we're talking about here. What we're talking about the fact is that he's admitted this publicly. And now they're trying to do everything they can. You saw Deese up there. By the way, Brian Deese, where does he come from? Oh, right. The global head of sustainable investing for BlackRock. He's one of the ESG guys. That's exactly who Brian Deese is. Doesn't even have a background in economics. He was an Obama guy before that. So when we talk about the great global reset, which you can watch, by the way, this Sunday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern on Real, here on Real America's Voice as part of the two-hour POSO block every Sunday night, we'll talk about that in great detail. But when we published this last night, the Saudis put out their own statement, a scathing statement where you can find this. And I was waiting for the fact check. I was waiting for everything. I was waiting for the media to come after me, come after Human Events Daily like they always do. What do we have? Top of Daily Mail, top of Associated Press, top of the Wall Street Journal. Every single one of them is backing up human events because we were first and now they're all forced to admit it. Here's some Daily Mail. Saudis released bombshell statement saying Biden did try to delay oil production cuts until after the midterms in a desperate bid to avoid gas prices spiking. From the Associated Press. Saudi says U.S. saw one month delay of OPEC plus production cuts. And I can just read from the article right here. It's very simple. Saudi Arabia said the U.S. had urged it to postpone a decision by OPEC and its allies to cut oil production by a month. Such a delay would have helped reduce the spike in gas prices ahead of the U.S. midterms next month. A statement issued by the Saudi foreign ministry didn't specifically mention the November 8th elections in which U.S. President Joe Biden is trying to maintain his narrow majority in Congress. However, it stated that the U.S. suggested that the cuts be delayed by a month. Now they've announced the cuts are going to continue. What we're witnessing is the collapse of the Anglo-American financial influence on world markets. This is the petrodollar that you're seeing crumble before your eyes. You may not realize it, but you're in a fourth turning. The Saudis realize it. The Russians realize it. The White House, they still think that they get to call the shots. But you... Joe Biden and Brian Deese, you drained our strategic oil reserve over the summer to help with your sagging approval ratings. And now the Saudis have caught you. You won't allow U.S. energy production. So they are going to use this leverage to come after you, to come after the United States and to come after the U.S. dollar. You feckless moron. You've put us in this position and you've mortgaged away our children, and our grandchildren's future. Friends, conflicts around the world are becoming more and more dangerous. So let me ask you a question. Are you prepared now if the unthinkable happens? In the other words, do you have a good stockpile of emergency food on hand? Enough for your whole family. If not, go right now to mypatriotsupply.com. You will get a $250 discount off a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. That's right, My Patriot Supply is bringing back the lowest price since 2019 to help American families be prepared for what's coming. Their three-month emergency food kit provides breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks, totaling 2,000 calories a day. By the way, make sure to get one kit for each family member. It avoids the fights. You probably need this food very soon. To grab yours today, go to MyPatriotSupply.com. Your order ships free and fast and arrives in unmarked boxes for your privacy. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com right now, MyPatriotSupply.com. The link is in the description. Again, I do not consent 
or agree to being called that name. Your lack of consent is noted. I would note, though, um, you've not provided me with a different name. Number one. Number two, every inmate communication form has the name Daryl Brooks Jr. So I like to refer to the defendants by their name, frankly, out of respect for them to not continually use defendant over and over again. Not that that would be improper. It's just a practice. No, no disrespect taken whatsoever, Your Honor. Um, and for the record, um, I still would not consent to that name or uh, agree to that name. All right. No respect, no disrespect taken whatsoever. Your position is noted. So what you're seeing here, and this is a story that I think a lot of the mainstream media has just totally forgotten about. Kudos, by the way, to law and crime, because law and crime is actually showing this. I have to double check of Court TV is, is as well. I love Court TV. I, I really do find um, I find their coverage to be very neutral, very unbiased when they do it. Um, and then it also gives you a great legal analysis. So huge kudos to Court TV out there. But we're looking at this guy, Daryl Brooks. Daryl Brooks, mind you, we know what he's on trial for. He was indisputably the driver of the red SUV that plowed into a crowd at a Christmas parade in Waukesha intentionally. This was a terrorist attack. Brooks killed children. He killed the elderly. He targeted everyone who was there. However, now that the trial is on, he's representing himself. And because he's representing himself, he's now cross-examining the victims as they take the stand. Listen to some of these questions that he's saying, again, to the victims, dance coaches, uh, high school coaches, parents, people who were there, people who were injured, people who saw their children flung 15 feet into the air because of this terrorist's SUV. He goes up and says, well, maybe your injuries weren't so bad. Would it be fair to say that you're moving pretty good today? Would it be fair to say you're, you're walking pretty good these days? Would it be fair to say, though, that maybe because he sustained a concussion, you don't remember much from the event? You know, this witness did not identify you. The points aren't brought up. The judge is objective. Well, the prosecution is objecting to all of this. The judge is throwing all of this out there. But let me, let me bring something up. How far have we fallen as a country? where we allow stuff like this to go on day after day. This man drove himself into this parade. Now, I do believe, and this is, it's, it's emotional, so you have to set the emotions aside. I do believe that everyone deserves a fair trial. And I'm going to say that even for Daryl Brooks. I will. He deserves a fair trial. But at the same time, are we as a country going to get serious? This guy's on video. This guy was identified by witness after they saw him driving. The police officer saw them. They said, yeah, that's him. That's Daryl. He did this. And I guarantee you, you will have before the end of this case, someone come up and say, well, it's terrible that he did that, but I forgive him. It's terrible that he, this guy's remorseless. He doesn't care that he did this. 
And yet you're going to come out and say, oh, I forgive him. Because I guarantee you it'll happen. It's happening all over the country here time and again, right down in Georgia, that quarterback that was just murdered uh, at a shopping mall. His parents came out, girlfriend came out. Oh, we forgive him, guys. We forgive him. Hope nothing too bad happens to them. Our society has become weak. We've become neutered. We've become over-socialized, feminized. And we've gotten away from the point of what the criminal justice system is. It is justice. The facts here are not very much in dispute. The only thing in dispute is whether or not he intended to attack that crowd. But the fact that he did, extremely well documented. I argue that it was intentional. These prosecutors are treating this case like a joke. They're not taking it seriously. And this is a mockery of everything that is right and good in America. Our smart enemies, like China, know that we'll just destroy ourselves and then they can walk right in. The simple mind would say, oh, they're just, the Chinese are selling to the Mexicans to make money. Yeah, that's the, that's the simple men's game. That's checkers. But they're not playing checkers. That's just one piece for them because they know that if I'm selling chemicals to the Mexicans who currently supply the U.S., and if we make that switch to opioids and we can now get an addicted nation and we can destroy their youth, which is what is happening, that is part of the end game of the destruction of ourselves. They're in the long game. Like they're not thinking five years. They're thinking, okay, we're going to do this, 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 and this, because in 200 years, we're going to own that country. Well, that's exactly right. What you've just seen is a clip from Border Battle, the epic series from Turning Point USA, now available at Salem Now. So go to Salem Now, watch Border Battle. We've been doing a ton of promos for this. I've been doing interviews on it because one of the pieces that and this is a six-part docuseries, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, producers, but I don't believe that episode has actually come out yet. But what it is, it's an entire episode all about the ties between the CCP and the Mexican cartels. So that episode is about to drop. What we're seeing how now, and there's a great piece that exemplifies this out of ProPublica today. And the piece is titled, How a Chinese Gangster Transformed Money Laundering for Drug Cartels. Let me tell you a little something about Mr. China Loa, Mr. Juan Li, a.k.a. Li Li Shijiu. So Li Shijiu, otherwise known as Wan Li, was running something called the China Loa Money Laundering Syndicate. Now, he's been arrested and he's been sentenced to 15 years in prison here in the United States. But what people don't understand is the depths to which this operation went. And by the way, we're not just talking about the fentanyl now, we're talking about the money. How do they get the money back? How do they get paid? How do you get paid when you pay off and you're selling fentanyl to the drug cartels, well, guess what? The CCP is working with their triad frontmen in order to do this. And I want to explain this so people can understand that drugs are by and large illegal in China. Hard drugs, you can't get them, right? Drug dealers, and President Trump talks about this all the time, they're given the death penalty in China and they're very cavalier about it. They're very easy to give this out. Uh, they give out the death penalty so much in China, they actually have a mobile death penalty van that goes from prison to prison. Just load the prisoner in, lethal injection, boom, off to the next one. So if you're caught dealing drugs in China, boom, you're done. And everybody knows it. 
But when it comes to dealing drugs overseas, and this is exactly what Border Battle talks about, when it comes to guys like Mr. China Loa, Wan Li, not only does the CCP allow it, the CCP supports it. So when something's going on in China, the CCP knows exactly what's going on. They're behind it. They allow it. And the CCP, even going back to the days of Chairman Mao, always had deals with the triads. You keep operating overseas or in the Hong Kong Delta, Southeast Asia, and we'll let you maintain your property here within the People's Republic. We're talking about tens of millions of dollars that was laundered by just this one guy, this one syndicate, the China Loa Syndicate and Wan Li. You think the CCP didn't know about that? So here's how it worked. The DA has got this guy on video. He would meet or his agents would meet with cartel members in Chinatowns across the United States, particularly Chicago. They would go walk in with their suitcases full of money, but that money's dirty. So what happens then? He gets the money. He gets the payoff. And they have them on video because there was surveillance. DEA was actually watching this. Let's see it. We'll see if Netflix makes a series out of this one, by the way. Then pick up the phone. He'd call back to his other network agents in China and he'd say, okay, now release the funds. So clean money would be transferred from those bank accounts through China, through Macau, and then on down into Mexico and Latin America without any direct connection to the cartels. So we'd never have any idea where it came from. That's how you keep the money separate. That's why you need human intelligence. That's why you need the DEA. But understand, to them, this is the third opium war, and they're flooding us with fentanyl. An emotional moment in a Connecticut court Wednesday as a jury ordered right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay nearly $1 billion in damages to families of the victims of the Sandy Hook mass shooting for falsely claiming they were actors who faked the tragedy. Over a month in this courthouse, this jury bore witness to Alex Jones' 10-year attack on the family standing behind me. An attack that made him very rich, an attack that exploited the fears and resentments of his audience, an attack that targeted these families. They want to scare everybody away from freedom and scare us away from questioning Uvalde and what really happened there or, or Parkland or any other event. And guess what? We're not scared and we're not going away and we're not going to stop. And literally, for hundreds of thousands of dollars, I can keep them in court for years. I can appeal this stuff. We can stand up against this travesty, against the billions of dollars they want. It's a joke. So the regime has come for Alex Jones. They always start with Alex Jones when it comes to these things. And the question is, do they really care about what Alex Jones said, or do they want to destroy Alex Jones? Now, I think... I think the answer is obvious, right, to anyone with a right thinking mind, that they want to take him down because he's a dissident. And The Guardian, by the way, if you go to theguardian.com right now, you can see Simon Jenkins. And what does old Simon have to say this morning? He says, only proper online regulations can stop poisonous conspiracists like Alex Jones, according to Simon Jenkins. But the question is, 
Who gets to determine this? Who's allowed to define what reasonable freedom of speech is and what these limits are? Well, Simon says that he does. Obviously, the government does. Like you saw the founder of Rolling Rolling Stone just say on Joe Rogan. It's as simple as this. The First Amendment is unique in the world. Most countries don't have that. I think the United States is the only country that has this, right? This enshrined freedom of speech in our highest law. That's what they want to take away, particularly when it comes to online regulations, because they know that's the new digital public square. That's where people are. That's where people find themselves. So what do they want to do? They want to take away your ability to speak freely. Now, they can lie whenever they want. And I'm not even going to just talk about in generalities, like weapons of mass destruction or any of these things. But what I will point out is that Rachel Maddow in 2019 lied about One America News and said that they took money from Russia. Just a blatant lie. She had no proof and she knew it was lies, malicious. The courts threw that out because they said Rachel Maddow's show is obviously opinion And even when she is exaggerating, she cannot be held liable for her opinions and exaggerations. It's not hypocrisy, though. It's hierarchy. There's one freedom of speech standard for people like Rachel Maddow and another freedom of speech standard for Alex Jones. That's why you need to see conservative leaders who are so terrified to stand up say, we're not going to allow this crackdown on dissent. We're not going to allow this episode to enshrine online regulations or any speech regulations in our country when it comes to politics. We're not doing that and we don't stand for it. And that is all the time we have here. Human events daily. Remember, as always, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Leave us one, just one of your uh, reviews and share this out with one of your normie friends. By the way, the five-star reviews really, really help us out. What do we talk about today? Massive update. Saudi Arabia, the kingdom responding with a public rejection of Biden's demands to lower the oil prices. Next, outrage as Daryl Brooks, the crazed driver, is cross-examining witnesses of the Christmas parade Waukesha massacre. Third, CCP triads laundering money for the drug cartels, just like we told you about in border battle. And then finally, the regime is using Alex Jones to crush freedom of dissent. We saw this before with the online bannings. They start with Alex Jones, they take something that he said, and then they say, we need to do this to protect society. In the name of safety, we need to do this. By the way, here's how simple it is. You don't need to agree with everything that Alex Jones has ever said and done to say they agree with freedom of speech. It's the principle, okay? It's the principle of our country, a principle that was so important that the founding fathers enshrined it in the First Amendment. It's actually the first one. Got the second one there too. Also a very nice one. But before we go today, it's time for today's history break. Very special one for me, because today in 1775, the United States Navy, oh yeah, my beloved Navy, was born after the Second Continental Congress in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, authorized the acquisition of a fleet of ships. Booyah, U.S. Navy. Also, special shout out to my brother, erstwhile co-host here on Human Events Daily. Whenever we go overseas, we bring Kev on. It is Kevin's birthday, so congrats to him, my partner in crime from day number one. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, 
you have my permission to lay ashore.